you have to live your life not trying to fix everybody's definition of how you move. I love I'm, that. I'm not sitting here trying to fix y'all definition of who I'm going. I will still call my wife the love of my life or I, saying, listen, I, 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 I wouldn't trade you for the world. And I'll say the same thing about my daughter. I'll say that same thing about Donnie. I'll say it about Terika. I'll trace. No, I'm just playing. But my, my, my point is, you can't go in, you can't go through life trying to fix everybody's perception of what you're trying to say. And three, two, one. You're listening to The Real Social Proof Podcast with Mr. Sleepers for Suckers himself, David Shand. Let's get it. Welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast. I am Donnie Wiggins, business development coach and strategist and podcaster. And I am sitting here with him. And before we got started, what's your name? I'm Dave. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm Andrea's husband. I swear one day. <laughs> just I swear one day we're going to have a super professional format. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. Like something structured that's sellable. One of these days. But today is not the day. So please, continue. we were talking about um, this. This brings me to a conversation. And gosh, I got to be careful how I structure this because there are trendy words that's going around right now, like uh, narcissist, uh, toxic. toxic, strong, femininity, gaslighting, gaslighting, masculinity, soft life. There are these that's words. That, that was new. Soft life is new to you. I is it that? new to y'all? It's, it's going, right? What it's is around. It? So it's. It's women who are declaring that they no longer want to be classified as strong women. They are ready to step into their soft life, right? Mm -hmm. And I think it's great, but I think we are misrepresenting a couple of things. And I know y'all about to eat me up, but as usual, I don't care. All right. Got to do it for the content. Got to do it for the content. So Dre and I, Dave's wife, were talking and we were talking about um, this negative connotation associated with being a strong woman, especially a strong woman in business. I am asked all the time, you know, Donnie, you're so strong. You're so strong. Do you ever get to be soft? And I think it's highly irresponsible. What's happening right now is a, there's this meme that goes around and there's a lot of people who say, uh, I don't desire to be strong. I don't want to teach my children that mom was strong and she had to uh, experience all these things, these downfalls, these heartaches in order to be the woman that she is. And the fact of the matter is, if that's your truth, that's your truth. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that we have to choose between being strong and soft. And I also don't think that being a strong woman makes you masculine or any less feminine. And I'll explain. So I was talking to your wife uh, the other day and we were talking about the fact that she's a stay at home mom and she supports you. And some people would say that that's her living her soft life. Like she's completely relinquished her corporate career and she's living in her soft life, just kind of supporting her man. And she's not strong. Dre is absolutely strong. Absolutely. The type of woman that you have to be to deal with with a David. Golly. And I'm being serious, like to deal with someone who is often very emotionally disconnected, very submerged, submerged into (laughs) very, very. But you said this in episodes, very submerged into your business 
Um, you have to really be strong to see past the now and to see yourself as a wife who's supporting her husband and building a future and a legacy for the family. You also have to be strong in being a woman who's sitting at home, pregnant, about to deliver, you know, in a couple of months with a one-year-old, with a preteen. That's also a strong woman, but she's not, she's super feminine, super David, how can I support you? Super open to receiving, and that's her role in the relationship. People oftentimes mistake me for this super masculine woman because of who you see in business, right? And I'm not masculine in any area of my life. Honestly, I'm assertive. And Mm. you can be feminine and assertive. You Mm. can be strong and assertive. In business, it's really important that, especially as a woman, that you make it clear that you're not to be played with in certain types of ways. It's also very it's also very important that you make it clear that I am here for business and not here for all of the other hanky panky. So I am not as <laughs> giggly in business as I might be if we're hanging out at a restaurant on a couple's date, on a date or in any other setting. And I think when we're saying things like, I no longer want to be known as a strong woman, I think it's a huge slap in the face for all the women who came before us. Like all of our ancestors and our grandmothers and our mothers who had to be strong, right? And strength doesn't mean masculine. Like if you are a woman and single and a mom, you had to be strong enough to put food on the table for your kids. You had to be strong enough to make it through that failed relationship that produced that child in order to continue to go on and be a, and be a woman you have to be strong enough to be a ceo you have to be strong enough to make it past any kind of hurdle you have to be strong enough to make certain decisions and that doesn't make you any less feminine than a woman who allows someone else to make all the decisions for her i agree i agree i i, I don't i try not to really dig in too deep into what somebody says because their definition of a word that they're using has a different meaning to them. Mm-hmm. So let's say, for instance, um, somebody called me slow. Like, yo, Dave is so slow. They got well, it. that might be their, their perception, but I'm calculated. I'm careful. Mm. I'm like, they, I, I don't rush to make decisions. Mm-hmm. So the person that's saying I'm slow is probably somebody that's used to rushing and making mistakes. Yeah. Well, I'm more calculated. Yeah. Right? So, but when someone uses a word, that's them defining it in their mind. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I, I try not to argue like, okay, whether I'm feminine or masculine or because that's them. Yeah portray how they believe that word to be defined. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. But but the, the fact is that argument is being made and it's being made in a very, very large way right now. And I just want women to not feel bad if you are a woman having to be strong, to wake up every single day, get out of bed and make it through the adversities of what you may deal with in your day requires you to be a strong woman. And don't feel like just because you're a strong woman you're not a feminine woman. Or just because you're a strong woman, you don't deserve to be treated delicately. You can be strong and delicate, yeah. right? You can be, you, you may have to get through something. You know, you, you may have to get through a heartbreak, but you still deserve, deserve to be treated delicately. You still deserve for doors to be opened for you. You still deserve to be loved and courted the way that you want to be loved and courted and respected 
being strong is not a synonym for masculine. And that's what I want to, and, and I think I'm bringing it up because it's something that's a trigger for me. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think it's a trigger for me because people often, you know, I, in the comments, in life, you know, people who don't know me, people who know me know that there's not a masculine bone in my body. I am strong. I am assertive. I am confident and I am sure in who I am. But I cry. I'm delicate. I have desires. I want to be touched. I want to be loved a certain different, you know, a certain type of way. I am, I am soft to the core. I am easy to work with, easy to get along mm. with. <laughs> Y'all, David treats me like his personal assistant. Mm. For example, I don't want to cut you off. If he sends me another text message asking me if I transferred a large sum of money to our bank account, I'm gonna lose it. You have the money though. Like, I you have the money too. You have the same exact access that I have. No, I don't. Yes, you do. The PayPal? Yes. It's some PayPal and some money in your Stripe or something like that. It's money in my PayPal and it's money in our PayPal. So, okay. I could transfer the money from our PayPal. Why haven't you done that yet, Dave? Because you said you were going to do it. <laughs> that, is, that is not true. You asked me to do it. And what'd you say? At that time, I said, you know, no, 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 no. At that time, I said, you realize you got the same access that I no, have. No, right? that wasn't the case. Oh, I promise. What I said was I was going to link the account to okay. the PayPal. And I did do that. Okay. But, yo, he it takes him more time to send me these raggedy voice notes. Hey, Donnie, I just want to make sure you uh, transferred the money. You realize you could have logged in and transferred the money by now, right? I don't have the password. You absolutely have the password. I don't know it. So anyway, wh where were you going with your point, though? I don't, Tell me. I'm over the point. So anyway, here's the thing. So you did say something that was uh, key. You said the argument is being had, but you do not have to be in the argument. That is a very good point. So, and I'm yeah, usually not. This is why I I don't really I don't really get into the comments. I do, I do read some of the comments, but if it's a negative comment, then I don't stay on that negative comment. Sure. Like, I'll just go to the next comment because that's an argument that someone's having with themselves. Yeah. Some, like, when, when someone has a, let's say if somebody, and this doesn't happen often, but if somebody has a problem with me or um, someone wants to do me harm in some way, they want to slander me or whatever, mm -hmm. um, I really, really, I'm, I'm heartbroken for that person. Mm. Like, me, me and Terika were talking about it. The, someone that's acting out of character, there's something in their brain that's going on that they can't control. For sure. They believe in their mind that they're doing something right. Yeah. Like that, they're, in their mind, this is how things should be. Yeah. Like I have to attack people. Yeah. And I feel sorry for that person. I agree with you to that point, but there are some times where we have to look at the negative comments wherever it is, in, in our face, on our videos, on our social media. And we have to sometimes look at things and say, is this really just a person being negative and miserable? Or is this good constructive feedback that feels harmful because it's going to force us to have to develop in certain areas? Sometimes, like when people say, Dave, you got to stop cutting Donnie off. Mm. Like, I think that's valuable feedback. 
You know what I mean? I don't think people are just... No, I don't agree. I don't agree. I don't agree. <laughs> <laughs> I don't agree. There, there's some, sometimes there can be, you know, people are going to be people. And I actually, I like to read the comments, the positive and the negative comments, um, because I like to see, number one, the mindset of the people who actually engage. The first thing that I think about when somebody leaves a negative comment, like for either one of us on the YouTube is, you engaged like you were here. You yeah. watched it. You actually had to be a fan before you could be somebody who was a judge, you know, who judged us. You, you you realize what you're doing. Right. So I I like to read the comments. Most of the negative comments, I just giggle at. Like mm. people say some of the most hilarious things. And I feel like you like you have to be a miserable person. Like even if I thought it, I would not type that yeah. and have it associated yeah. with my profile. But every now and then, there is a comment that doesn't feel good to receive, but it makes you point a mirror at yourself and say, hmm, maybe this is an area that I can improve in. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So the That's whole point, so, the whole point this of this conversation was because prior to us starting, we were talking mm -hmm. about, uh, we were talking about Dre and we were talking about, um, you know, having to be strong and the fact that it's not synonymous with being masculine. So ladies out there, you guys who are strong, don't disrespect your journey. If you've had a part of your journey where you did actually struggle, it's okay to have that as a part of your story. If you're now blessed enough to be in a position where things are easier and lighter for you, girl, enjoy that soft life. But that's not everybody's story. And we have to stop attacking people in a way that makes them feel like if it's not this, then it's that. And if it's not that, then it's this. Everybody's journey is different. And you just embrace your own. Um, I don't think you understood the assignment either, which is crazy. Because we the whole purpose of bringing up the whole thing about you and Dre was to clear my name. And then you went in a whole nother direction. We were talking about love of the light, my love of my life. Remember? Is the love of your life your business, Dave? Let's yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. However... So you're going to stand on that in another episode. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. But is Dre also the love of your life? Absolutely. Which one's more important? Dre, of course. So, like, think about this. Think about this. So when, when someone hears it, the love of my life, mm -hmm. in their mind, they take it and say, oh, wow, that means something's more important than something else. Sure. If I call Dre the love of my life, that means that my daughter is less than. Or if I say that my uh, I my my brother is my best friend, then that means that our relationship is weaker. I'm pulling up. But my point is because I got an issue with him calling you a best friend. My who? That's my sister. First of all, you it's only crazy? it's only one. It's so important that Black voices are represented in Black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of Black uh, voices and influencers from Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black 
today. Told from a unique black perspective, from Bobby Smurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation Again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir, turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR wherever you get podcasts. Oh, <laughs> Terica. Terica is my sister too. Okay, I'm putting Ernestine Morrison Johnson, Ernestine Johnson Morrison on notice. I'm putting Terrica Lynn Smith on hey, notice. Man. Who else we got? Who else we got? Brandon. I'm putting Brandon on notice. I'm putting the other Brandon on notice. <laughs> so my, my point is, I can First say, of all, wait, real quick. I'm putting all off. y'all Did on notice right now. <laughs> I am putting all of you guys on notice. When David calls y'all a best friend, he's being nice in the moment. Because no, there's there. only two people I call a best friend. It's okay. you and Brandon. But when he called me best friend. I call you, I call you and Brandon my best friend. I need all the sisses and the bras to know the to know their place. That's all I'm saying because I'm I'm starting to get real agitated. I'm starting to get real aggravated around here. Okay, but yeah, the point is, can I, I want to continue to clear my name, but I don't want to. Fight <laughs> so this is way. about you. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Can so, we then say a love of my life instead of the love of my life? No. Why? <sighs> Let's say you're madly in love with your husband, like. So who do you love more, your husband or your mom? But the, in this, the gets very specific. Like in a love of my life is like okay, this is one of the things that I very I really do love. Mm-hmm. The love of my life is saying that I'm very specific. Like nothing comes above this right here. Like, this is like my tip of the tip ice of the iceberg. Mm. That is the way that Jovan is perceiving that statement. <laughs> No, no, no. There's a difference between A and V, right? This is not about Jovan's perception. It's about the way that we have issued a definition to a word. Who? Webster. Whoever created the words A and V. Like, you can't change a word to benefit your point. Uh, who want to say? What do you something? mean? I didn't. I don't change. I didn't change. Where's the mic? The point is you just... literally just said that's Joe's perception, and what he's saying is right. A love of my life insinuates that there could be more, right? The love of my life is pretty final. Like it's the. It's pretty isolated. What's your favorite song? I have several. Have you? <laughs> the conversation's over. Yes. Okay. Go for it. Because. All right. To your point. Let's take the wall, for instance. Mike Who's closer. the number one journalist on the wall right now to you? The number one journalist on your wall. It depends on the moment and how I'm feeling at the moment. Because I. But that goes to his point. That's why they say you could say a um, number one journalist as opposed to the, because you have multiple ones there. This is how you guys perceive it. So, Dave, I got one. You call yourself the podcast king. Yes. Why do you call yourself the podcast king? 
because in my world, I'm the best at doing it and teaching it. So there's no one greater than you? No. Okay, so you're not walking around saying, yo, I'm a podcast king. I am a podcast king. Correct. You're... <laughs> You're but, the so so when I say I am the no 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 when I say I'm the podcast king is that fact or is that my opinion? It's your opinion. So if I say yo, this is the love of my life in a particular area. So who's the love of your life? <laughs> I promise, you, Joe. Who's the love of your life? I promise you. <laughs> I wasn't. I was trying to make a point. For the record, David clearly knows who the love of my life is. It's it's the fact that we are committed to not discussing my personal life. Yo, here's the thing. She thinks I was going there. I thought you were going to say your daughter, honestly. So let's see. You be bringing that kind of stuff up. So if, if I say that my wife is the love of my life, that means what? And y'all, based on what y'all are saying, that you love love her the most. She's I love her the, the most. love of your life. Like, she like is no singularly. Other, so then I could never use that term. No because other, but what, what you're saying in that is that no other woman can take her place. No she, other anything. No anything, because she is the love of your life. If she's a love of your life, that means that, hey, you got to make a little side piece here, a little something over here. That means that there's other things that can come before that thing. So am I wrong for saying that my wife is the love of my life? Not in this no. instance there, but you're wrong in saying that, you know, your business is the love of your life when because you got to think about it. You have to take Dre into consideration. Yes, but here, my, on, my point is... Hear me out. Go for it. You have to take Dre into consideration on how she feels about this mm-hmm. and how she feels when you... Because perception is everything. Mm-hmm. You got millions of people watching your podcast and they make it seem like, oh, David loves his business or anything else than his wife. I've seen it in the comments. Mm-hmm. You get So it's like, it's all about perception, how you want to be... How you want your life and your image to be perceived. Well, I think, I think it's about who I am. That's, that's why I don't really get into the semantics of what somebody else. So when I go home, the actions that I, the actions that I show towards my wife will show that I love her more than anything. But I can't really say that because I have a daughter that I love more than anything. So then that's not one of those statements are not the truth. Say it again? One of those statements are not the truth. I, and I'll take that, but I don't care about how someone else perceives. I, in my relationship, so I say, yo, you're my best friend. Well, I might call Brandon. <laughs> like, I'm just, that's done. That's it. My, there is no dot, dot, let, dot. Let me get into the, um, the, the, uh, the entrepreneurship coaching right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. You have to live your life, not trying to fix everybody's definition of how you move. I love I'm, that. I'm not sitting here trying to fix y'all definition of who I'm going. I will still call my wife the love of my life or I, saying, listen, I, 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 I wouldn't trade you for the world. And I'll say the same thing about my daughter. I'll say that same thing about Donnie. I'll say it about Terrica. But my point is, you can't go in, you can't go through life trying to fix everybody's perception of what you're trying to say. You ever sent somebody a text message and they take it totally left? Yeah. Yo, you sent the text message. You said it how you thought you sounded in your head. But I think I think that. we're in a place in the world though where people are doing exactly that. Mm-hmm. I think it's also important while we can't walk around chasing everybody's perception of what we say, we have the responsibility to say what we mean and mean what we say. Yes. 100%. So we have to think before we speak. 
because that very same sentiment is what's getting people canceled. You know, oh, I said this, but that's not really what I meant. Uh, Here's the problem. That's what you said. I'm not saying that I didn't mean what I said. I meant it. I meant my business is the love of my life. If in another conversation you said, yo, you're talking about my wife. And I said, my wife, she's the love of my life. I'm not taking either one of them back. I would just be more comfortable. And I know this is a me thing, Mm. but I would be more comfortable if you said, my business is for sure a love a love of my life. Good. You cannot go through life trying to make other people feel comfortable. When I'm talking passionately about something, okay. I feel passionately about it. Right? I just want to so. can we pass the mic right here to Terica, please? Yes. <laughs> yes. Terica, as as a powerhouse CEO, investor, mother, and wife, what are your thoughts on a love of or the love of my life, or the love of David's white life being his business when he's also a husband. And a father. Yeah, so I believe love is an action, Mm -hmm. right? Like, you have to work at love. And so I can personally relate to David in him saying his career is the love of his life, his wife is the love of his life. Like, my children are the love of my life. I got four of them. Mm-hmm. I can't say a child is the love of my life. It don't mm-hmm. work like that. I don't got that privilege. My husband is the love of my life. Why? Because it's love is an action. I have to work towards that marriage to be together 18 years. I have to work at being a good mother to love them kids. Even in my career, I have to work in something that I love. So that's why it's the love of my life. I'm not mm-hmm. going to do anything I don't love. Sure. Because then it won't be a part of my life. So I don't think that we're arguing that it's a love of your life. I'm talking specifically about the and a. Mm, semantics. It is semantics, but it's very, very important. Right. And here's here's the thing. That's why I would move on to a different conversation because I'm not <laughs> even trying. I'm not even trying to convince you. You are the one who wanted to clear your name. Yeah. No, I, no. I, I was saying the same thing. I, is may, his name clear, because, y'all? Because in that conversation, I didn't get a chance to say. Terika thinks so. Y'all think in, so? In that conversation, I didn't get to what's say. Understood, what's understood should not have to be explained. That's a, fact. That's a fact. Come through with the bar. That's a fact. Hold on. Whoa, 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 wait, wait. You, you got to get the mic. Get the microphone. Do we have a second one? My only take on it is that it's a very simple thing. Like words mean things. Mm-hmm. Sentence structure is important. So when you talk Your teacher? about, I, I'm just saying, when you say she's educated, the love yeah. of my life, that means a singular thing is the love, supreme above all, mm. of your life. A is a multiplier. It's like, oh, well, it's one of the loves. It's a part of the love. So mm-hmm. maybe switching the sentence structure by saying that I love what I do. I love my wife. I love all these things. But when you put one of them and you say it's the thing, people start to take offense. So you can never say you can't say it unless you really mean it. It's accountability words. So let me ask, do you have a love of your life? The love of my life is unequivocally my daughter. (laughs) What about God? Uh, He's a love. That's wild. All right, so yeah, no, that's your. No, that's no, and yeah, no, it, it, no, that that's that's cool. But, but I, what I'm saying is, I, if you're asking me to then justify that, I'm going to do whatever it takes to take care of and be there for and defend my child above all things. Good. Mm-hmm. That's why she is the love. You How should. old is your daughter? To a love. Mm. She's nine. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, also with your children being the love of your life. 
your children are always going to be some somebody that you love tremendously and significantly. But as they get older and they start to have their own lives, they will they will become a little <laughs> less the love of your, right. of your life. <laughs> and you will just kind of love them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. I love them. No, seriously, I respect what you say because my business is certainly a love. But I, I wouldn't say if someone asked me what the love of my life would be, I would probably choose a a, a, a combination of people, right? Um, my business is just my purpose. It kind of just is. I personally think the love of your life should be yourself. Mm. I think that God and purpose sits in categories that are understood. And like Terika said, what's understood doesn't have to be explained. Like God is, period, period. Like there's a period, nothing else. My business is my purpose. I am the love of my life. And I mm. have tremendous love for everybody else, like unconditional will die for you, love for a certain number of people. And, you know, I mean, love is love is love. I'm so happy for you. No, I am. I am happy for someone's conviction on what they believe. The fact that someone like, let's say somebody in the comments feels really strongly that you got to really watch your words. You cannot say certain things. I'm happy for that person. Because they have a certain conviction in their life where they believe what they believe and ain't nobody going to talk them out of it. Like, there's nobody in this room that can talk me out of. Like, when I'm in work mode, I might say something like, listen, the most important thing in my life right now is getting this done. And I'm like, yo, I just need some time. Like, this is the most important thing that has to be done. And then when I'm done working, the most important thing in front of me is my wife or Corey, who's my daughter, or Sarai, or whoever's in front of me. At that moment, I am passionate about all the things that I care about in my life. And for and maybe because I can't rank, I, I, have a, I have a challenge ranking the things that I love or the things That's that are important to me. That's why you don't rank. You don't rank. Absolutely. You're a cold switcher. You just, it depends on who you in front of, how you're going to answer that question. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so if I'm at, So listen, <laughs> if, if it's my anniversary of my wife, you think that I'm going to say, baby, my business is the love of my life. Dave, of I think, course not. I think if you didn't know any better, your business being the love of your life would have been a part of your wedding vows. <laughs> if, you know, if nobody has corrected this man, it absolutely would have been written into the into the wedding vows. Um, and there's nothing wrong in like operating on purpose because that's just the season that we're in. That's the season that I am in. There's nobody who can take me away from what I do. And that has been a gift. And it has been their curse. And I won't say my curse because it's not mine. It's been their curse. Like people who have shied away or strayed away from me because of how hard I go in business or because I am so um, disciplined in area of my business, that's their loss, right? It's not mine. It's, it's their loss. You cannot pull me away from my calling, my purpose. You also can't pull me away from the people who I love. So I am really intentional about how I communicate it. Good. You're not. And that's just where we're different. And I think we can move on to the next topic. Absolutely. If we had a next topic. <laughs> oh, we got one. Oh, um, we could talk about this because this is this is really, really exciting. Is it juicy? Maybe. Maybe. Um, tomorrow. And this is when we're seeing it. So maybe, maybe. I kind of 
I don't, I don't really, you know how I feel about manifestation, right? But <laughs> oh, you were really feeling it when Mike was on here. <laughs> yeah, oh, I can a, manifest that. It was a gate. Tell me more. Only because you were here. He's a code switcher. No, why, and wait, his opinion is going to be based wait, on. Wait for the episode. I didn't say, oh my gosh, I believe in manifestation now. First of all, you were so, whenever I talk about manifestation, you're sitting back and you. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. But let Mike talk about manifestation. Tell me more. Like, wow, really? Like, people really do this stuff? Yo, I'm Grant, engaged. I'm Grant Cardone talked about um, his belief in Scientology, right? Do I believe in Scientology? No. Am I interested in his perspective on Scientology? Absolutely. So I'm not code switching. It's like I'm having a, a conversation with somebody, and that's not my point to say, all right, all the stuff you're talking about is not true. But anyway, the point is, we have been uh, talk just hanging around, Terika. We're talking about, you know, Real estate is now the love of my life. So <laughs> it is now turned to the love of my life. Terrica. But I um, swear if you were somebody else sitting right here doing Turo, that would be the love of his life. Too. I am not an entrepreneur. But tomorrow, okay. you know what we're doing tomorrow? Challenge. No. Tomorrow you're going on your retreat. No. God dog it. I don't know. Just say what? What? <laughs> we are going to Augusta, Georgia. To look for property. To look at property. To look at specific property. Yes. Okay. Can we talk about it? We can talk about it, right? This is coming out. Okay. It's 150 acres of land. And they have like, sit, get the mic too, because I have to talk to you about it. Um, 150 acres. And they want a certain amount of money. And Terika got really, really excited about it. But the only reason, like, I'm starting to get more excited because I wouldn't have been this excited. But being in a space long enough, like, when you start spending time in the space and start getting these, like, small wins, you start thinking bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. So 
a few weeks ago, we closed on a 60-unit deal, right? Mm -hmm. And then I have this experience where I'm at Genius Network where they start, talk, they start talking about their, their, they bought a city in Los, no, not, not Los, in Nevada somewhere. They bought a city. Mm -hmm. And at this point, Tarek is talking about, yo, she builds communities. And like this, like these different experiences in my life, I'm just like, oh, wow, you can build your own community and you got to get enough land. And I remember we were looking at 40 acres in Atlanta, and but it was like on swamp land. And I, and I, and I, I didn't really understand exactly the possibilities of that much, but now I'm starting to see it. So something happens. How did, how did the deal come about? Did somebody? Yes. Yeah, so, somebody hit you, right? Was this after you put the post up? No, before. Okay. I needed information, so. Yeah, she's like, yo. Okay. What's Augusta, Georgia like? Okay. I mean, she's like, yo. Have you so ever been to Augusta? Never. Okay. We're about to go tomorrow. Okay. Check it out. What do you think about Augusta? Um, I would say it depends on the property. I think land is valuable everywhere. Mm. Um, Augusta is, shout out to everybody who's watching from Augusta, but y'all country. <laughs> y'all uh, Augusta, Lake Charles, are you familiar with Lake Charles? Mm -hmm. Augusta, Lake Charles kind of giving us the same thing. But they're, they've been building Augusta up. So they have... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Have, uh, Lake Charles kind of has its parts that are still way behind, mm -hmm. but they're bringing, they're introducing more retail, more commercial, more developments. Augusta will give you the same uh, feeling, same vibe. Pro Go ahead. What did I say? Rent in Augusta? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's there's a ton of <laughs> now there's a ton of low income opportunities in Augusta. So if you're looking at low income, yes. If it's anything that's uh high income, large rentals, I will probably stay away from that just because um the average income, do research, I don't know, but I I just know from being in the area that the average income is is lower than say Atlanta. I love it. Yeah. I love that. Why? Because we're building an affordable house community. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a super target market for affordable housing. Yeah, imagine this. And, I, and I, I'm kind of like just going through like all the experiences of my life. Like me and my me and my um, cousin, we had a triplex. It's like just three units. And I'm like, I'm, I had that experience and I went and got my real estate license. I didn't do really, really, uh, I didn't do good with that. But like just being in the space longer, I'm start like true impact is... It's not making a whole bunch of money and selling courses. The conversation I had with Naveen Jane, where he's talking about you have to improve the lives of millions of people. You could be a billionaire. You want to be a billionaire? Improve the lives of millions of people. And the vision now is imagine being able to build your own city where you create the rules and you create the environment. So right now, we have mixed opinions about Augusta. Okay. Right? Some people say it's like country. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's poor, it's kind of slow, but imagine getting a plot of land and you building and creating a vibe. Somebody probably at some point looked at Las Vegas and said, yo, it's all sand, mm -hmm. just a desert. And somebody has this vision that says, we are going to build this. O.W. Gurley goes to Tulsa, Oklahoma, and he says, and it's it's probably just land. And and this this question has been going through my head ever since I learned about Black Wall Street. Like, where did he start? Like when you go to the land, like what do you how do you start? Do you say, okay, well, uh, first off, where do you get the people to see what you're saying even when they don't see it? 
because they go to land and he's saying a whole bunch of stuff and he's he has to be painting a picture. There's going to be a school there. We'll have our own airport. We can have buses, grocery store, schools. Like these are the things that we're going to need. And how do you paint a picture to a group of people that like they don't see what you see? But now we still talk about it to this day. Everything that we see, every community we're in, it was in somebody's head. And now there's an opportunity to do something amazing. And this is why it's important to, like, you you can't stay in your, mm-hmm. your circle of friends or your circle of influence now if they're not thinking bigger because you'll never do anything bigger because you'll never even... I can imagine the people that he inspired to just, like, you, you get a plot of land and say, yo, we're going to build up a community. And then we start seeing the community build up and O.W. Gurley's partner says, yo, that's crazy. I've never seen nothing like that before. How do we know that some of the descendants from that area didn't go build their own Black Wall Street? And we don't, I don't know the stories, but I'm really excited about this. I love it. So I'm looking <clears throat> and it's saying right now, most recently, like 2020 and beyond, it's saying right now that Augusta is becoming a destination for retirees, like the number of people who are going there to retire just because of what the economy is doing right now and the cost of living. So they're saying uh, they want the warm weather and low cost of living. The average household income is around $43,000. Average single person income is around twenty-three, dollars $24,000. So that's to consider super low rent, maybe even something that's focused on a senior community um, could be something to think about too. So with 150 acres, it's a county. Right? It's a county? Yeah. Like, okay. It's a whole city. Like, we got cities that's not even that big in Louisiana, right? And so I think the thing that I look at whenever I look at projects is, you know, um, number one, I look for passion projects. So things that have been abandoned. This was owned by Coca-Cola and Ford and the house and development. It was this huge, big old um, site plan that they developed back in the 19... 19- 30s or something like that, I believe it was. And now it's just abandoned. Mm-hmm. And everybody have their thoughts about Augusta and nobody really want to go there. And so developers like myself goes into these communities. We pick up all of this land and then we bring it to a place where people want to come back there and they say, wow, we have something we can be proud of here. I think what happens is, you know, developing these communities and communities around it as well, right? Because these are great opportunities to be able to partner with the local municipalities and different people that's involved is how can we change the people's lives that are around there? Somebody has to do it. For sure. And a lot of people don't want to make the investment into these communities. But what I find is when we make the investment into the community, others come and follow. Yeah. So now, you know, I invested into a drug infested area where kids were getting shot. Um, It broke my heart. Two year old got shot or whatever, killed them. I'm like, God, how can I bring some light to this side of town? Well, now we have CVS coming. We have a Walmart um the smaller version coming into the area. Now these places are coming because we'd have went back there. We built affordable housing Mm -hmm. with our own money, with our own money. Mm -hmm. And now people are coming back to the community and we have a whole wait list of people trying to live there because they're like, wow, we never thought that this area would look like this. So I think it's for us to pioneer 
in this particular industry and bring the people back to our communities where, you know, they don't just go sitting abandoned and forgotten for decades sure. at a time. What I will say about Augusta is there is a lot of pride in being from Augusta. So there's like the whole Atlanta versus Augusta thing. And they have they have a tremendous amount of pride in their community. Um, from what I know and what I've experienced in community in, in Augusta, super, super low income. I'm talking about houses with holes in the roof and, you know, a lot of people sharing a home, things like that. I don't know about, and I'm sure there exists more expensive areas. That's not my experience. I've not been there. Uh, one of my best friends is from Augusta and I've only experienced like her area. So um, they're, they're very prideful about the city. If it makes sense, I think it's a tremendous investment. And sure. Donnie, you end on it because you told me you were in on the next deal with me and David. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you know what's cool? Like, I'm not even from the, and we're going out there tomorrow and it's so dope. See, like, she's got her banker flying out from where? She's coming from um, Florida. From yeah, from, from Florida. Yeah, like, her banker's flying out to Florida to go see it too. So, uh, that's the money. That's what's up. Um, but it's like, for for me personally, it's not about what Augusta is, but what it could be. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really, I like the fact that, like, the the average income is, like, let's say 20000 Because now we got a place to start. You know what I mean? What if what if it goes from 20000 to 50000 and we're the reason? Not even, like, moving people around and ginger, but just bringing more jobs to that area and make it more valuable. The With the GPA, the G, no. The the golf tournament, the PGA is there every year. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Somebody sees something in Augusta, and they just built a um. They have a minor league um there as well. They yeah, built in like the uh, development in like the downtown Augusta area. They're building all that up right now. Yeah, you know what's cool. I don't even, I don't even care about the city or what's happening. I do like the fact that this this situation has expanded my vision in such a way it goes past making six figures or seven figures or how many clients can I get and how much money can I make? Can you build a city? You know what I mean? Like, just even this this studio. Like, it's like, at some point, you're like, oh, I want to have a good show. Oh, I want to go up the charts. Oh, I want to have a podcast. Oh, I want to teach podcasters. Oh, I want to have a facility that people, that podcasters can come through. And in my head, it's five years down the road. Like, like there, there has to be a certain place that you come to launch your podcast, grow your podcast. There will be millionaires and multimillionaires that are created outside of this building. And then the, the, the franchise buildings that we have. And just expanding the vision more and more. You, that doesn't happen unless you get around people like Donnie. Right. You know, you actually manifested this. Mm. Since I've known you, you have been an avid player of the game Monopoly. Mm-hmm. And you have self-proclaimed at being the best at it. It's not self-proclaimed. Like, I'm, <laughs> I wish it was a ranking. Like, I would definitely... You have self-proclaimed at being the best at Monopoly and you are very strategic. Like, every chance you get, you want to organize group play with Monopoly and look at you now, you're coming off of the game board or the board game into actually actual plots and developments in mm. real life. That's it? 
I thought you were going to roast me somehow. No. It started off way too nice. I think I'm this nervous. is, I, I think it's amazing. I love to see you developing a passion. Now, what I will say about you is that you're highly impressionable. Okay. And so whatever is working and hot at the time, Dave is intensely focused on it, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> if, if <laughs> intensely focused on it. So it would appear that way. It, it's true. Like, I know you. It, it would appear that way. It is that way until it isn't. Not necessarily, though. Give me an example. Um, group homes. Yes. Super. Oh, I got to get this done. I got to get this done. I'm all in. I'm all in. And I think you're still in that process. Well, well, one is not group homes. Uh, the home health care business. Home health care. For me, no. For Dre, yes. Okay. Turo. I hate Turo. <laughs> <laughs> now you hate Turo. No, but but at at so if I can if I can tell you this play publicly, and you'll see you'll see it. So if I let's say I interview somebody, right? Mm-hmm. Now, first off, me and Maddie J, me and Mitch, we made hundreds of thousands together. Mm-hmm. In terms of like ushering people into this particular um, this avenue, in fact, because me kind of being so like involved in what's up, podcaster or soon to be podcaster, get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know ATL baby, Atlanta, Georgia going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools. You don't have the tips. You don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you. Rub shoulders with industry leaders. And you got to network with other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side, and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code BIGDEAL, 
It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people to listen to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you know right now yet, you got time, no pressure, you get us back. But use that code Big Deal. That triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free. So don't wait. Secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code BIGDEAL at checkout and get your tickets now. Don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights, take your brand to new heights, take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer, okay? I'll see you at the summit. and Don't forget to use promo code Big deal. Like we got people like Marlon Walsh was now key, he's killing it, coaching, like really running the business. Um, I understand that if I get involved in, so, like say a guest is talking and I say, yo, I'm going to get a car. So I did get a car because I, I was driving my 2016 Lexus and I'm like, dang, I want to, I want to get like a really nice car, but I don't want to pay for it. So he gave me an opportunity. To, he showed me to play. So I was like, all right, cool. And then Dre at the time says, yo, I want to get involved in that. Bet, say less. Now I can actually get involved, see if the person that's telling me how it works actually knows what they're talking about. And I followed their steps between Maddie and Mitch. I followed their steps and we were making money until we had a baby. And then I knew I wasn't dropping no cards off at the airport and all that kind of stuff. And I told Dre, <laughs> listen, we're about to get these cars but I'm not doing it. Yo, Dave was getting fleets, okay? I had like five cars. That's a fleet. But only because my wife enjoys that stuff. Yo, she's leaving little um, little snack bags. And I'm like, yo, what are we doing right now? Mints and chips. But at the end oh. of the day, I am a content creator. So I have, I have one Airbnb. Airbnb? I have one Airbnb. Yeah, you right? have one now, but... You were ready to go all... You were ready to buy the block. One day. Rent the block. One day. <laughs> One day I will share with you the play. I, I don't have enough time to get into it, but I will share the play. But I got one Airbnb because Zoe is telling me Zoe is the GOAT, right? Zoe is the GOAT. Zoe is, he's like, yo, he's the GOAT and I can help anybody. I'm like, can you? And he said, yeah, I got you. I was like, my wife, she, she want to be involved in it. She like houses clean. I'm like, bet. If you can help us up and right... If you can help us... Get this joint running and profitable, it's up. So we did. Mm -hmm. How how much input did I put into the Airbnb? You put some input. How much? I don't, you you brought me to it. You you put some input. The bottom line is when when you learned the Airbnb mm -hmm. play and when you saw what's the words that's on the wall? Uh, Content creator, something like that. Yeah. Creator in the turquoise. When you saw basically your name and lights on that wall. You were ready to go buy five more. Did I? Yo, let's get it. No, you actually, didn't because actually, the actually, market is now changed. Actually, we did. No, we did. Oh, you didn't tell me that. It's being built right now, ain't it, Terika? In, <laughs> in the French Quarter. Now, the real estate play that he loves in a different so, way. So, yes, so I am, all I am, I'm saying at the end is... Of the, at the end of the day, I am an entrepreneur. So, mm -hmm. I, 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 don't, I don't um, promote a lot of the stuff that I do because my audience... My audience 
if you try to follow the things that I'm doing now, all of them, it won't work. Yeah. But I can confidently say, yo, I know a little bit about Airbnb. I can, yeah, that's, that might be good for you. You could make some money in it. Nell and uh, Jay Star, they're in the Airbnb space. They're killing it and they're coaching, right? Because I, I, I can have that conversation with you and I can usher it. So have anyway. you been, fi- have you fixed anybody's credit yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I promise you that's David's next move. He's, he's about to be the credit plug. You're about to be the American Yo. Express plug, plug in just a second. Like, Listen, I promise you that's your next I am move. a content creator. I can't guarantee you that I won't start or, like, create some sort of podcast around financial education and credit repair. I can't. I can't. <laughs> Yo. I, 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 am, I, am a, I am an entrepreneur. I love the fact that you are an entrepreneur. But, but. I'm an entrepreneur, but I do have a focus. So, uh, like, I'm I'm not going to do anything that's going to take me off of my focus. I am focused. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe that you're focused. You're mm-hmm. you're you have a soul focus and like ten distractions. I get it. I love it. You're an entrepreneur. Not really though. I'm an entrepreneur, and I love the fact that you're a huge risk taker. You are. I credit, I attribute a lot of my success to the fact yeah. that, hmm? Mm. What did he say? No, go ahead. What did he say? Nothing. No, go ahead. You, take the camera off me real quick. <laughs> take the camera off me. What do you mean? Me real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I do, though. I'm going to run a play about leveraging other people's networks real soon, okay? Um, I attribute a lot of my success to the fact that I have taken risks that other people are unwilling to mm-hmm. take. Mm-hmm. Like, with the type of businesses that I entertain, the how I spend my time, even this. Like, even this podcast was a huge risk for me because it is more time-consuming than I was originally willing to put into it. Like, when we first talked, it was like, let's just shoot an episode. Then it was like, okay, let's do three. And now, like, we've got this thing and this standing appointment where on this day and time, we can't do anything else. We're here. There are people financially, time-wise, who just will not commit to to taking certain risks, which is why they are where they are in their lives. So while I joke about all of your distractions, um, I am really proud of you that you are such a huge risk taker. We've seen some of these things really take off. It brings me to... That that uncle or that aunt, but mostly that uncle, because we hear it a lot from wives to husbands. We, oh, he got another idea. Mm-hmm. Here he goes with another idea. How do we communicate the message of your risks have made you millions, but you also have a very supportive wife and you also have a very supportive group of friends that have allowed you to take risks. My risks, have made me well over seven figures at this point, probably multiple. And I also have a very supportive foundation around me now. I hadn't always, but I do now have a very supportive foundation. What's the message that you would communicate to that person who's sitting at home who has all of these ideas and they want to take a risk, but the people closest to them aren't supporting it, especially if you're married, especially if you have a spouse who's like, Nope, not feeling it. Well, I mean, the thing is, I, 
I think you're using the word risk a lot. And like for me, like it's not, I don't really take risks though. So if, and we're talking about this husband who's at home and they've got $25,000 saved in the bank, this is life savings. And he's got this idea. He wants to go and invest in this 150 acres. He wants to give the whole 25. He knows with everything in him that this is going to be a wise investment that can change the financial dynamic of his family. Well, he doesn't know that. He knows it. Do you believe that you know that this is a good investment? Say it one more time. Do you believe that you know that the investment that you're going to make in this real estate deal is a good investment? I think it's a good investment. Okay, so he thinks so too. Yeah. But his wife is like, yo, this is... But that might be a bad investment for that person. Okay, and that's where I'm going with it. So there's somebody who's watching because we know that people do what we do, not what we say to do. They're going to they're gonna miss the whole part of where you were building and grinding and you had to earn your way to this point to be able to take these certain risks or make these certain decisions that even if it didn't go well, you're still okay. People are going to miss that conversation and they're going to do what you do. Yeah. What advice would you give that person? Um, go win at something. I think it's just like point blank period. You got to go win at something, one thing. Like I, it just, it just seems my, it it seems like I'm, uh, and I'm talking to that person at home. Like I went out and did nothing but sell t-shirts for years. And then I took the message of the t-shirt and went into like different ventures, but it was, it was still the core message. It all came back to kind of like the sleep is for suckers brand. Right. Mm-hmm. And as I kind of grew, I was able to, I don't take risk anymore. I just leverage. It's just a, it's just leverage. So I'll take some money. And if Ter if, if Terica was doing a whole bunch of other stuff, it would be a risk. But now I'm just leveraging the fact that she don't want to do nothing else but real estate. That's the only thing she talks about. So I have some money right now where I have to put it somewhere and I can let it do what it does as I'm focusing on this thing right here. So yes, we're kind of like in the the real estate space, but we're still like, we're we're just documenting the journey and what we're doing right now is using it for content because I am a content creator, period. And I'm teaching everybody that's out there. I'm trying to find, I I, want to give you a whole bunch of seeds so that you pick up one and say, yo, Turo works for me. Airbnb works for me. Podcasting works for me. Fixing credit works for me, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to pick up one of those things and you have to grow that seed. One thing until you can start leveraging other things. Yeah. So yeah. I think before anybody should invest in anything, especially if you are... Especially. It's not especially. I didn't say... First of all, you'll never hear me say especially. You... It's especially. Just run it back. Ayo, tell Mark to run it back. After she says, you'll never hear me say it. Go back to especially. Especially. (laughs) First of all. I love you so much, Doc. My, the way that I communicate would never allow me to say Pacific when I mean specific. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And I'm not saying ask when I mean ask. Mm. Sometimes I'm so overly articulate that it could confuse the common ear. Continue. Anywho, (laughs) my advice to someone who needs to diversify their income, especially when 
you are not consistently making money and when making this investment could completely take you out of your everyday life, being able to afford your lifestyle, your bills, taking care of your family. I always invest, I always recommend that you just go invest in a high income skill set. Figure out some type of high income skill set that can pay you over and over and over again that you have control over. You can be the best coach. You can be the best e-commerce, you know, store creator. You can be the best t-shirt salesperson. You can be the best podcaster. Like you can actually control how to monetize those things. You may not be able to control right away taking your last and investing in real estate right away or a hedge fund right away or something that magnanimous right away. But go and invest. I cannot. You can't even spell it. So don't worry about it. Go and invest in a high income skill set, meaning learn something that you can be really good at and perfect over time that's going to make you money. And then when that begins to make you money and you establish a legitimate business from it, then you begin to leverage your profits. And then you start investing those profits into things like real estate and other investments that can make you money. Yes, David. You use that word wrong. I, I, I get where you're going, but like, it don't mean that. It's generous or forgiving, especially towards a rival or less powerful person. An example would be she should be magnanimous in victory. First of all, I don't even remember what I said. Does anybody remember how? Yeah, you use your hand. You said something as magnanimous. Like, you just used it wrong. (laughs) No, but I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. generous? Come on, like, why does he keep playing with me? All right, no, okay, cool. So, any, any Why does he keep playing with me? (laughs) David, we've been doing this, what, two years at this point? That one you used wrong. We've been doing this for two years. I did not use it wrong. Have you never been wrong, real wrong? Oh, I've been real wrong so many times, but not that time. Okay. All right. So my here's the thing. When people buy courses or let's say um, <laughs> you are uh, investing in a, in a coach, it's really important that you have, you can't just buy what they're teaching. You have to like really model their behavior and do what they did. That's the word. So like my man, Alex, he... This whole world has been about trucking forever. But someone will buy his course and say, yo, I'm going to get a truck and then I'm going to do some other stuff. But he made his whole world, the person you're buying the course from made their whole world about this one thing. So if you want those results, you got to do exactly what they did. Mm-hmm. So as a, it's just, it's just weird when people start like getting into coaching because it's, it's not, it's not really that's when you really start taking advantage of people because yeah. this isn't your world. This is what you're trying to make some money off of. Yeah, I agree. Like, you know, I obviously I have a course and programs that develop people into coaches and consultants. And I literally just added a module literally today talking about managing your client and your customer and your expectations. Mm-hmm. Because I am seeing a lot of people who want to go from never having done this before to making a million dollars in the next year, even two years. They want my result. We've been doing the podcast for two years. So maybe you're only familiar with the two years of my journey. But I have been in this space since, you know. Sick of being upsold at gyms? 
My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. 2010. For sure. Everywhere, like it's it's to a point where it's annoying in my social circle to my people because if you tell me something, I am going to coach you. I am going to give you feedback. I'm going to offer you advice. Like I breathe leading and educating and teaching people. Whereas you may have just been trying to figure out what to do with your life. You've never given solid advice a day in your life, but now suddenly you realize, oh, I'm great at this thing. Let me be this super phenomenal coach or consultant and I should be able to launch my program and start making five figures, six figures, seven figures right away. And that's not everybody's story. And for the people whose story it is, you have to actually audit that and figure out like reverse engineer what happened. Maybe sometimes they had such a large following that, enough of a percentage of people will buy what they were selling anyway. Maybe they've already been in this space where they've been talking about a subject matter and they decided to finally learn how to monetize it. But I guarantee you that most people who have been mute about a subject matter forever, who decides to go and take a course, come out the gate making even five figures in their first month. You may not make a thousand dollars in your first month. Like you have to literally build your authority in an area, whether you are trying to be a coach or consultant, the next credit repair pro, the next real estate investor, instructor, the next t-shirt salesperson, like that t-shirt line, it may not be you as a personal brand, but that t-shirt line has to build its authority. That Shopify store has to command its place in the e-commerce land. You in that area, you have to build your authority in that space and you have to be willing to do that part of the journey and that part of the process. Otherwise, when you go to teach and get clients and customers, they're going to be deflated and disappointed every single time because they can see that this isn't what you live and breathe. This is just not your thing. You found something, you figured out, uh, you know, you you, you had $1,500 to invest to learn a skill and now you're the the pro, the expert, the authority and you skipped the first three weeks of those modules that said, go through the journey, go through the process, figure this out. And you went straight to how to sell it, package it, market it, make money. Yeah, I want everybody to grab their phone too. Like if, if you're an entrepreneur and I want you to just text yourself, whatever that thing is going to be, like, like that you're going to make your world. If you like, as in the Donnie, love of your life, the love of your life, <laughs> something like Donnie, she can't let go of coaching. So she teaches coaches because like coaching is her thing. Like she said, you talk to her long enough, she's going to coach you in conversation. Even mm-hmm like almost like unsolicited advice. If she hears something about business and you're talking about, it's like, ah, I got some advice on that because she is a coach. Like you have to make something your world for an extended period of time if you are going to grow. And I think that's the the only way that you can like grow something and make it it magnanimous (laughs) in the sense that Dottie uses it. 
only only way it's going to grow is if like this is the thing that you think about all day because you're working on something and it's not working and your mind automatically goes to something else that could possibly work but when your mind moves to something else that could possibly work it takes the time away from thinking okay what can fix this problem in this business and if your whole world isn't in this thing you'll never keep thinking through, okay, this is broken in my business. How do I fix it? How do I fix the thing in my business versus going to something else that's going to work? So you have to, like, you have to, for yourself, own something. And that's why I made, like, I think it was a couple years ago, two years ago, I posted on my, on my, um, my Instagram, um, I am a, I am a podcaster. I'm nothing else. I'm a podcaster. I'm going, and then we start, you, you start seeing the podcast grow and I'm teaching podcasts in classes and we build a podcasting facility. And if you talk to me long enough, listen, first off, Donnie didn't want to do this because she's a coach. It's not like she, she wanted to like jump in, oh, let, let me do podcasting. No, and I'm like, yo, Donnie, I need you because you are a coach and you are going to give advice to this audience that I'm not going to be able to give. And now I'm trying to get her to like, in addition to this, do another show. And she's reluctant because she is a coach. She's not, she's not branding herself saying, my whole world is podcasting. She's a coach. So she needs me to come and say, okay, you just coach on your podcast. It's going to help grow that coaching business. It's going to help solidify you as a coach because that's the language that she needs to hear. I am podcasting. I'm not into coaching like that. For you clarity, I am solidified. Just putting that out there. Yeah. I know. You were in a zone. Yeah, and I, was I cut in my you zone. off. Yeah. Do you see how that feels? No, it felt great, actually. You're... For me to cut you off? Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of, you guys, I am going to absolutely launch my own independent podcast. If you are watching, well, we know that you're watching. I need you to drop in the comments what you would love to hear me talk about. Everybody says the same exact stuff that we talk about already on Social Proof, which obviously there will be some overlap just because of who I am and what I bring to the table. But I want to get juicy on the podcast. I want to talk about some some stuff that... Let's talk about it. Let's try it now. David, David can't hang with certain conversations that I want to have. Let's try it. All right? Let's try Let's try it for Let's real. Somebody was telling me, um, no, I'm not. <laughs> I am not. But I do want to get spicy, mm -hmm. you know, on, sure. on the podcast. And this is not a woman thing. This is, this is a person, a human being thing. I believe that my audience is all automatically going to default to entrepreneurs. But I want to talk to entrepreneurs who are entrepreneuring and personal lifing. Like, I want to know how spicy it's getting behind the scenes. And I want to talk to you guys about making sure that we're keeping things, you know, spicy behind the scenes in our personal lives and our professional lives. So we may talk about, we may talk about dating. We may talk about, you know, the benefits of being married. Like, I'm talking about the benefits of being married. What are those? You tell me. Mad of them. Okay, like? Oh my gosh. I get the, I came off a plane yesterday. Came home, walked in the door. All the lights are off. Before I go upstairs, I go in the kitchen, and it's taco stuff <laughs> on the table. I was thinking more along the lines of like oh my guaranteed Hold on. unprotected Hold on. sex. <laughs> A lot of that, Terrica. That's 
what I'm talking about. Yeah, I want to have those kind of conversations. <laughs> See, like, y'all feeling my podcast already? I'm listen. Just how, don't turn into the female Kevin Samuels. I will not. I have no interest in turning into the female Kevin Samuels. Can I just big my wife up real quick? Absolutely. Let me let that let so you So walk that. in the house. Okay, set it up. And I mean, everybody's, you know, sleep upstairs, lights off. And I go in the kitchen and there's like a bowl of like tacos, then like the taco meat, and then the salsa, and the it's all like right there. And I said, I feel very appreciated. My wife saw, like she, she thought of me. So while you're going to get married for the wrong reasons. <laughs> I, <laughs> Hold on, give, give Terica the mic real quick. Who has the mic? Terica, um, Risa, get her don't on camera. fall into the... First of all, are those conversations that we need to have? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those they're spicy, but I think I think that's also a good reason to consider a, a mate choosing a mate. Mm. Who wants to choose terrible sex? These are conversations that you're not you're not qualified to have these conversations. Exactly, you're right. Yo, actually, yo, you know what's crazy? So Marcus in five hundred, he's like, yo, I got this idea for this podcast. He said, but we're gonna go a little deeper. I'm like, all right, cool. You was there, right? Yo, uncomfortable. Because Marcus was, Marcus is him. Like, he is, he is who he is. Business mogul, all that kind of stuff. But like, he, like, it was, I can't even really explain it. When it comes out, you guys are probably going to love the pot. Well, that episode's not coming out because it was just, that was off brand for me. What made you so uncomfortable? The topic of conversation, um, it was it actually it was a really, really dope conversation. It was like the things that high-level entrepreneurs really have to deal with. Like totality, 360, like all of it. And it was just that sounds like a comfortable conversation. It wasn't. It, it was more it was a so, good topic. It was more so the direction of who it was going towards because it wasn't like they were just having general conversation. It was like names being thrown out there. <laughs> People like Dave, who are Dave is close with people that that we like. If we say a name, like, oh my gosh, like it might it might do something to somebody's brand. Oh, he's calling it out. Yeah, okay, I know like, he's. Yeah, it was like oh, really, it was, he's TTCing. Yeah. All right, I got it. What's that name? TT. No. Good. I'll mean? tell you offline. Y'all married? Oh. Oh, because I see the link. Did y'all just meet? <laughs> Did y'all just meet? No way. Hold on. Oh, hold on. Hold on. You said today is your first date? Let me see your hand. You said today is your first date? Yeah, it was just the first date. Today? Is this your date? The podcast? Wait, y'all on a date? Yo. Ah, uh, I'm picking this up early. Date. I see what's going on. She said date. This is a date. We just broke a new yeah, record. This is we just dope. broke a new hey, record. Man, on no, the social don't podcast. turn the camera on. Let him live, Joe. <laughs> hey, Joe, shit. Nah, 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 nah. Don't do that. Don't do that. Put yo, the camera on, Joe. First of all, nah, when you show up in the studio, nah, it is what it is. Yo, that's that's dope. Anybody got an issue? How did y'all connect though? How did y'all connect? Yeah, okay, yeah, don't don't put them on camera. So I <laughs> Give her the mic. Give her the mic. Give her the mic. Give her the mic. Let me ask you: Have you been? 
Have you been, um, yeah, well, now you got to, now you got to be on, now you got to be on camera. Um, so have you, have you been, um, have you been, uh, scorned? Have you been, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Donnie? Scorned is a word. I don't that's know if that's word. what you mean. You have mean you like been, hurt? Yeah, have you been hurt? What makes you say because he's from Atlanta, he has 13 girlfriends? Because all of my really good friends live in Atlanta and most of them who are not married with children talk about their dating careers and the dating careers. <laughs> they are full on investments. Uh, and the stories that they have are pretty tough. So, I mean, I'm not saying I'm absorbing all of that. I'm just saying that I'm not naive to it. So I agree. And but probably is a strong word. Oh, we're going back to words. Yes, we are, because they're so important to you. <laughs> words are very important to me, and probably that's... Do you want to take that word Probably. Back? Do you want to take that word Versus back? A and D. A and would you like, to, are very would you like specific. to take the word probably back? There's a high what probability, which means probable. High probability. He probably has, like, at that's least that's one that's other one. Well, and in all fairness to him, you just relocated from where? New York. So you're a long way from home. Typically, when we are the person who has gone to a different area and you've met people, you're meeting people who are from that city, like, they have a whole life there. Mm -hmm. And you have a whole... If he moved to New York, you have a whole life. Like, it's problems. She probably had 13 of them. Exactly. If he said that about me in New York, I'd be like, well, fair. It would be fair because you have a whole life in that city. So you can't move here... And this is the first date expecting that people look, people have lives before you exist. So when we exchange those phone numbers, when we go out on those first couple of dates, like understand people have lives. 13 probably in the word girlfriends. Well, I don't, here's I, an indication of what that that's, means. To that's me. very. Um, if I were sitting next to him. Now you are so specific about I, the word. If I were sitting next to someone that I were on a first date with and I was throwing shots like he probably has like 13 girlfriends, you know, that means to me, like whatever conversation we've been having has been some BS so far. Right. And your conversation isn't moving fast enough for me. So what else do you have going on? Or it means that there might be some distance in how you're responding to text messages. Mm. You might be ending conversations early at night. Kate, on his behalf, none of those scenarios are true. I was just being a little bit spicy. Now, let me say this. Let me say this, because I used to be you, right? In terms of using that kind of language. I would say to guys like the old me would say things like, you probably got a lot of girlfriends. Or somebody would compliment me, we're on a date, and I'm like, how many girls you say that kind of stuff to? You know you got like 12 girlfriends. Manifested? And nope. I, I did not manifest that. What happened was, one day I just met a man who didn't play that sh- stuff. And he said to me, like, it's completely demeaning to me that whenever I say something to you or if I choose to spend my time with you, your conversation is sarcasm about who else and where else I could be mm, or be with. You like that. Oh, that was... <laughs> Turn me up. You better... Oh, you better put me in my place. You better grown man me right now, okay? And even though I sincerely... It was, it was an insecurity for me to start conversation Or maybe to, I didn't really know how to accept compliments at that time. Mm. I didn't really know how to sit and be dated and 
have somebody like truly in adoration of me. Look that word up. It, it exists. I didn't know how to do that and to receive the, that. Adore is the root word. The adore priest, is the root word. I didn't know how to sit and just take it and receive it. There was always a catch. There's always a catch. I'm from Atlanta. Soon you're going to find out he's married. Soon you're going to find out he has a girlfriend. Soon you're going to find out he's bisexual. Like you're going to find something out. So just one day this man said, like, you do that a lot. And he would say things before, like, I don't really like when you say that. But I didn't really get it until one day we're sitting across from each other. And this was some years ago. And he's like, you do that a lot and I don't like it. Like, it's really demeaning and belittling to me that when I am treating you a certain way or choosing Mm. to spend my time with you, your conversation goes to who else I could have been with and where else I could have been. And I was like, boy, you trying to... <laughs> that's like that's, a, that's equivalent to three shots of Hennessy right there. We trying to turn it up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You guys are going to have a great dinner date. Y'all Y'all after this? First of all, I love it. Y'all, Y'all had lunch? Y'all you got it in you to treat twice in one day? It's whatever. But what if she bring her homegirls with her? I'm just like, I'm just like, I'm just like, I'm just like <laughs> yo, that was... <laughs> what, if, what if she brings her... Yo, no, I don't so did that you see that story? Yeah, I don't Did know. you see that story? A young man is dating a girl. I think it's her boyfriend. And it's her birthday. And she's got 18 of her friends with her. 18 of her friends are at this dinner, which isn't, un- yep. it's not unreasonable to have 18 of your friends at your birthday dinner. But she was really ticked off that he only offered to pay for her dinner and not her 18 girlfriends. And she's like on camera going ham. Like, how dare you look so broke? Like, make me look like I'm choosing a broke man. How dare you be so cheap in front of my friends and embarrass me like this on my birthday? And I'm just thinking, I personally would never expect my man to treat 18 of my homegirls on my birthday. Like, you guys are, even if he planned it, like, even if, even if my man called all my friends and said, hey, tomorrow's Donnie's birthday, we're all going to meet at X, Y, and Z restaurant, are you in? Are you coming? Yes. That is not an invitation to be paid for, right? That's an invitation to come and celebrate your friend, period. Now, if I said, like, last year I did a, I did a birthday uh, celebration where I hired a chef and it was per head. I paid for that. I didn't ask everybody to chip in to celebrate his birthday. That's on me. But if I invite all you grown men to come celebrate the birthday at the restaurant, y'all think I'm paying for that? Don't think I'm paying for that unless I'm paying for that. Like, but I would, I dare you to come and tell me that I'm cheap and I'm acting broke in front of your friends because I don't want to pay for your 18 friends. My question is, why aren't your 18 friends willing to spend $30 to come and celebrate you? Yeah, I guess we don't know their situation. Oh, we knew the situation. No, 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 I'm talking about like the type of people that they are. Let's say, for instance, he's calling these 18, right? Say, hey, come on out. He probably maybe has some indication. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I'm coming. So what we eating? Oh, that kind of restaurant? Oh, I get to dress fancy. Yeah, unless she just tried (laughs) it. But I'm glad he, I'm glad she did that. don't be stereotyping our people like that. I'm glad she did that because... She she got a chance to show him who she was. If that or what happened, she thought of that that yo she thinks of him as a come up. For sure, that's what I saw. For sure. Now, if if it's me and a homegirl, a homegirl or Easy. two, and my man got it, I know that he got it right. I might feel a kind of way if you only pay for my bill and leave my homegirl or two 
to pay for their own bill, especially if you extended the invitation. Um, but 18 of my friends yeah, on my birthday, on. like that's, that's just not cool. And I don't, unless somebody specifically says, hey, we're going out to celebrate David's birthday and that I'm treating, y'all coming, like I'm treating, unless they say that, be prepared to pay for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. don't put a man on the spot like that to do that. That bill could have been, first of all, we have sat in environments where it's just six of us and the bill is a couple of racks. Man. Can you imagine a bill with 18 And they was dressed up too? And y'all dressed up. I wonder what city they was in. I don't know where y'all went, but y'all were dressed very nicely. And that bill could have been billing that night. (laughs) That bill could have been (laughs) billing. Especially if they were under the impression that he was paying. I'm talking about them shots was up. Oh, well, you'll never order no appetizers. Now you... Never. All right, now. Now you need one of everything. <laughs> You're in the mood for everything. Man. Yeah. You know, maybe that is... Um, I think... When I saw it, when I saw it... And, and I, I want, like, everybody to kind of, like, put it into perspective. I hope some men saw that and said... Yo, I want to be in a position where I can treat my lady and her friends like that. It might be motivation or inspiration. Yeah. Like I, yo, I never, th- I never thought about it, right? Mm-hmm. But well, Dre, she don't got eighteen friends to begin with. But imagine, I mean, just being in a position where it, she was so passionate about taking care of her homegirls, mm-hmm. right? I, I, I hope maybe like a man saw that, like yo my wife would be super impressed if I took care because they're going to talk about this situation yeah. forever. And when they get together, they're going to they gonna look at her like, yo, your man is so sweet. You got you one. Yeah. And she's going to be feeling a certain way. So I don't know. I've experienced that. And it's not the gesture we're questioning. If he had just volunteered that she's gesture. She's a clown for the expectation. Yeah, if, if, he, if he had just volunteered the gesture of paying for mm-hmm. it, it would have been dope. Like, wow, your dude is dope. Yeah. Unexpected. But it's the expectation of her to say, you've embarrassed me, you're broken, you're cheap, because he didn't do it, that's the problem. Like, and that brings us into, like, when you start making money as an entrepreneur. Like, have you ever just been out in an environment with people who didn't have it the way you had it, and that bill comes and you just feel obligated? Have you? 100%. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. I'd be ordering mad appetizers when me and Dave hang out. <laughs> I need this. I have a taste for everything suddenly. Everything. Everything. Do you ever, though, with the exception of me, because, you know, whatever, do you ever get tired of paying the bill? Um, No, because it doesn't necessarily happen that often. And once you get in a certain environment, it's the, the game is different. So we were, we went to breakfast at Barney's and I don't know the, the bill, it was five of us, and the bill was, you know, X amount of dollars, something like that. It was a lot. Relatively, it was a few hundred dollars or whatever. And I tried to pay, and Neil said, and, and the lady was like, I can't take it. He already took care of it. Mm-hmm. Right? It's, it's just a, when you're in that type of environment, it's a different, um, it's just a different level. Well, that's different. That that was But a it doesn't full... have to be different. Check this out. Because you didn't even know what I was about to say. Well, I was going to make it relative, relative. But that was a table full of people who could have had it and didn't mind having it. Like, there's a difference between mm. sitting at a table of people who are all reaching for the bill and can have it than sitting at a table where everybody falls back when the bill comes and you're the only one 
Yeah, no, that's crazy. Yeah, but that particular feeling I've had even when I was coming up as it. So I I remember, like, we're broke as kids. And my boy, I don't know, he might have been, he might have been selling drugs. Hmm. He moved off to another city and came back. And I remember he had this fresh FUBU fit. It was crazy. I'm he like, yo, what's good with you? <laughs> and like the ice cream truck comes. And we got to be 15, something like that. And ice cream That's truck That's when you come. were selling weed too, right? No, I was 16, 17. Got you. Okay, so yeah. this was the prelude to that. Got yeah. Okay. But we went up there. And it's like the illest thing I've ever seen in my life. He, like, the ice cream truck comes. He orders something. He said, yo, get what you want. I got you. And I got a Choco Taco. A good dollar twenty-five. It wasn't even a dollar twenty-five then. This was crazy. It was the most expensive thing. And maybe I was was getting something I don't normally afford. Because you would have been on that strawberry shortcake. I I thought that was so dope that he would think enough of his friend to say, get what you want. I never experienced that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that kind of carried, and I always wanted to be the person, like, when when we out, like, with Brandon, and Brandon make money, it's just, I I don't ever want him to have to pay, because I remember that moment where my close friend was like, yo, get what you want. Yeah. And that inspired me. So I love to, tr- I'm just generous. So when I'm out with huh? my friends, with female friends, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm very generous in, in relationship, too. Good. I am so very everyone but me. Correct. <laughs> no Joe, you, you no Reese, bill. no Mint. You got the bill once or twice. I did. I have gotten the I've gotten the bill a couple of Not times. Often, like, yeah. did we go to Waffle House? Yuck. Yo, let's um Anyway, no, 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 no. What I was up. about to say is I'm very generous and I love to treat. I love to treat family, friends. I don't like, though, for it to be the expectation of me. Mm. I just like to do nice things. And generally, when I feel appreciated, I'm going to do the nice thing. I do not like the expectation. Like, there will be an occasion where I had it happen where um, a friend of mine and I said, hey, we're going to do lunch. Mm. And they told me to pick the place and I picked the place and it was expensive. We go and they sit back when the bill comes. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Can you do two bills? Do, do two checks? Mm. Because I don't like you not even attempting to try to pay your bill. Right. I like to say, no, I got it. So I asked for two checks and we go on about our day. And later I get a text message that says, I just didn't think it was cool that you would pick a place like that and make me pay for it. Over your own food? Like, <laughs> what? How does this, how is this even logical to you for you to say such a thing? Like, I told you to pick a place. I thought you would pick a place that was reasonable for us both. Well, I don't count your money. And honestly, when I'm picking, pla- when I'm picking places, I'm picking somewhere that I want to go. Don't ask me to pick the place. If we got to consider a particular budget, then you pick the place. And I'm totally fine with that. But I just felt so, it, to me, that was just really disrespectful to send me a message that says, I think, you know, it was messed up that you chose this place and you didn't pay the bill. Hey, we both mutually agreed to do lunch. I am not your man. Man, I can't wait to go to lunch with you again. (laughs) I'm going to see if you reach for the bill. (laughs) (laughs) 
but you already know I'm not reaching. <laughs> I don't like the expectation that I was supposed to pay for all the art. No, so <laughs> David, literally, I remember a conversation. Um, you said that women just don't get the. It doesn't matter. Like if women are with you in your party, they don't touch the check. I never said that. Dang. Ever. You did say but that. For the, I mean, but if, you, if I'm around... You were flexing in front of some other of our friends and now you definitely... You were definitely in the agreement up, lane of, of that. You're making it up. I am. This episode's been brought to you I just feel by. like... I, sh- I feel like that should be the standard, though. Like, because yeah. you're not out having lunches with just any woman. Terika, he always gets your bill, right? You p- You paid the bill? Okay, when you beat him to give her the mic real quick, this is important. See, I don't care see, how much money you make. See, here we go. Here she goes. Here she here goes. Here goes Dottie. Now, I just want to. I just want to clarify the scenario. When you try to beat him to the bill, that means that you've already snuck your card to the waitress. Okay, that he did not let you reach across the table and slide I the bill back and reach into your purse. That's never happened, right? Okay, I will because. I was about to disown about you as a reach. man. I will never reach for the bill. <laughs> I will never reach for the bill in the presence of men. Good. That's how feminine I am. Good. I thought we... All right. This episode is sponsored by The Morning Meetup, themorningmeetup.com, the only organization that gathers every single day. If you want to be an entrepreneur in the community and you need some inspiration, you need motivation, you need information, you want to find other people in your area that are moving in the same direction as you. You want to like really hear and study from the people that you see on this podcast that I'm connected with on a regular basis. You need to go to The Morning Meetup, themorningmeetup.com. You're on an island by yourself and you cannot do it alone. Y'all found each other in the morning meetup, right? Mm-hmm. She like, I'm not even in the morning meetup. You're not in the morning meetup? Really? Oh, so you're bringing outsiders. Okay. Comfortable coming up in our house for the first time. I can imagine the conversation now. She's going to be like, yo, who were these people? Nah, <laughs> this, 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 he was like, yo, this is this my man's spot. We just going to go in there. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I get, I get behind the scenes access and privileges. Let me, you, not that it's the morning meetup. I don't that play too. I don't read that play. I ain't bad. Anyway, yes, go to the morning meetup.com. Okay. Download the app. Um, it is a community of like go getters. You have to be a part of this community. Okay. Go, so the morning meetup.com and do yourself a favor. Send me a text message. Every time these episodes come out or anytime I'm doing anything special, discounts, all that, like I send it to my text list first. So, um, send me a text message. Let me connect with you. 404-737-4935. 404-737-4935. Are you, you got my number? You about to text me? Was you reaching for it? Was you grabbing? Grab your phones real quick, guys. I know. <laughs> 404-737-4935. And say, yo, what's up, Dave? I like what you're doing. 404-737-4935. Dave will not respond. However, if you keep your respond. phones out, if you keep your phones out and text 404-737-2767 like and be like, hey girl, Donnie responds, okay? I respond to you guys' yeah, four people on your text list. <laughs> I, res- I respond. <laughs> Not that much. I, respond- <laughs> I get one message a week. Um, I respond to you guys. 404. What are we doing? Okay. You're already on the list. Oh, okay. I got you. All right. <laughs> I 
felt mad disrespectful. <laughs> 404-737-2767. Seriously, this episode is also brought to you by Six Figure EDU, a platform for developing coaches and consultants and content creators. We have options uh, where we can help you develop your course, coaching, or consulting business from scratch. Six Figure EDU, Six Figure Accelerator is a program for that, post to pay. I have a menu of options available to our entrepreneurs. Just go to sixfigureedu.com forward slash links and pick the option that is best for you. And you know what else, Dave? If you don't know what's best for you, pick a free strategy call. Mm. Get on a call with my team and we'll be able to give you feedback on what is the best route for us to work together so that I can help you develop your business. Last but not least. But not least. We got to talk about it. We got to. We are literally allowing people to pick our brains. Right now. Yo, it's a huge pet peeve of mine, but we're letting people do it. Absolutely. We have figured out a way to make it less annoying. (laughs) We will coach you in front of hundreds of people and the video stays on YouTube forever. Forever. People get to see your business. They get to see your development. They get to see where you started and as you keep growing. Mm -hmm. But we're giving you the game, giving you advice. What's really cool is the actual audience of people that are listening, they actually chime in too. Like, yo, I got a resource for you. This is how you should do it. And it's just amazing. The Brain Picker Podcast. It's phenomenal. Is is it that big of a deal? It's huge. What do they get to do? Exposure. They get to pick our brain for an hour. Sometimes it goes over an hour because it's litty. And we'll we'll put up on a podcast as well. And you'll be able to hear, other people will be able to hear it on the Brain Picker Podcast. So, BrainPickerPodcast.com. Yes. And you guys, we have something really, really big coming that I can't announce yet because David was so late in this partnership getting me the information that I hadn't had time to really put it together. But when I do, ah, it's going up. Thought I would put that out there and throw you under the bus a little bit because I think you, Dater, asked about partnerships. Dater. And I just, yeah, Dater. Dater, Dater. You asked about partnerships. And the reason that I didn't want to talk about it is because I didn't really want to throw Dave under the bus. Y'all having a really good date. She's enjoying this. I love it. Are you an an entrepreneur? (laughs) Yes. Good. Give her the mic. mic. She's going to say more. But if you say it, you got to say the mic. Because from their standpoint, they can't hear anything. It's just us in silence. Go ahead. Yeah. Yes, I do have a podcast. So uh, when I first came in, I met two young ladies sitting at the front. We got to talking and... um, a friend of mine's and myself, we started a podcast about drink alternatives and we built everything from scratch. Um, and we didn't actually like leverage any of the insights of other people. So like, I think this has been like a dope experience just to hear y'all talking because I don't Do know that we even necessarily. For inviting you and bringing you into this platform. He, sh- he shared his member benefits with you. Did y'all tell him Thank you benefits. so much for inviting me. So what, what's up? Is this a vibe or not? Are we having a next date? A second date? Gazing in her eyes, it's like, it's I don't want to know, is there going to be a second date? <laughs> Are you enjoying yourself on a date, though? I am. I'm having a great time. Uh, Will there be a second date? Will there be a second tour of Atlanta? Uh, you see how you clarifying this? Yo. Hell no. Also, it's not, not a date. <laughs> it's a tour of no, Atlanta. Don't Let's, play with me. Don't play with sis. Because she is me and I am off, her right now. It's it's a man six. No, 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 no. She is me and I am her. We're we going to call it what it is. She's date. using the language date. You're using a very disrespectful language called tour. It sounds like you're trying to, you know what I mean? So no, or she clarified like this isn't a date. 
It's just a tour. He's probably she, like, yeah. She only said that because he said, this is a tour of Atlanta. She just moved here. Oh, well, let me and clarify. No. That is, is that what happened? That's clarity. Let's that's not move. Let's not move too fast. Let's get to know each other. Let me show you around Atlanta. I like what you're doing. I like what you're doing, brother. Absolutely. Absolutely. Regardless, I'm enjoying myself. Good, good. Join the morning meetup and come back. Uh, we usually yes. record on the day of the week that we usually record. Yeah. Yep. Normally record Wednesday, which is the day before. <laughs> Reese! Yo, if Reese adds feedback in the episode... <laughs> He said, you come in on your own ticket. <laughs> all right. You guys, we got to wrap this up. Subscribe, we please follow, share with a friend. All right, we are out of here. COVID-19 moves fast, and now you can too. If you feel symptoms, even if they're mild, you should test fast. Test positive and at high risk for severe COVID-19? Then act fast with authorized oral treatments that can be taken at home and must be taken within five days from when symptoms begin. COVID-19 moves fast, and now you can too by asking your healthcare provider if an oral treatment is right for you. Learn about a treatment option at TreatCV19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer.